shaking like <laughs> butterfly all of a sudden. Okay, Spendia Williams. Um, before we actually, yeah, before we even get started, before I even like introduce you, I have to interrogate you. It's my thing, and I need to know where you were on 9-11. Um, I was at home getting ready to go to work. Uh, I was uh, an adult at the time, <laughs> uh, much like today. Um, and I remember watching it on um, the news with my boyfriend. And I was utterly confused and thought that like the United States was being attacked. Um, and I remember going to work that day and being really like, I, I worked on hate street, not to dox myself too much, <laughs> but um, being upset that people were shopping. Um, and then I remember the whole, like, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was like, essentially they wanted us to shop our way out of, um, uh, you know, totally. post nine 11 era. And For I sure. thought that was really horrible, but um, obviously uh, in retrospect, my feelings have changed about, um, 9-11 and the what the narrative was on how everything went down we'll, we'll get to that but so when you said you were <laughs> at home that that wasn't a cave in afghanistan your last name isn't bin laden per se <laughs> just want to make sure i want to make sure your record's clean before we get started. well um some may know uh Due to my own self-doxing that I am Middle Eastern, but I am not related to the Bin Ladens. I wish you were. It's unfortunate. Well, this is like you're my second uh, guest of like Middle Eastern descent, I guess. Let's say I had the basil oh. tie uh, at Neobactrian. And oh, now yeah. At Kites Are Fun. Uh, Spendio <laughs> Williams, welcome to uh, Here Comes the Backlash. I really hate doing like that. Like, polished no. like, like we have to do it so it's part of the contract you know i like it your the name is so good thank you i appreciate it um you know okay spendy i'm gonna call you spendy i like saying like our sure. names to each other it's like it's yes okay pool house normal life thank you i'm pool house you're spendy uh this is the backlash it comes for all of us and here it comes for you i guess you know and all of us and you got to lean into it you got to own it right you're able to leave and it does get uncomfortable but i think it'll be a lot of fun i'm really happy to have you Thank you for inviting me. I'm really stoked to be a, a no longer a pod virgin. I've had so many um, uh, parasocial relationships with uh, my favorite podcasters, and it's exciting to actually <laughs> finally be among the ranks of the pod uh, podletariat myself. Welcome to the podletariat. It's <laughs> like parasocial, like everyone makes it like so negative, but I think parasocial is paranormal <laughs> like i think it should be just like it is cool i don't know like it's such a pleasure to meet you so like we're being parasocial right now yeah i i think i mean you know getting on twitter really like and having these parasocial relationships kind of like saved me from 2020 to i mean even now like my <laughs> my own, I, I think like that's probably a similar story for a lot of us but like my social life was uh, non-existent for a while. And then when I started going through, uh, shifting my perspective on, uh, you know, growing up as a libtard and, <laughs> and evolving it. from that, like, you know, you find yourself suddenly, like you can't talk to your friends anymore without totally. 
um, saying anything like, so yeah. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for these parasocial relationships. My, it's my pleasure. Like we have to just to create like our own spaces and our own like platforms, I guess. Like it's retarded. Like I have a real job. I don't really necessarily need to be doing it, but we do, we need it for each other. And, um, yeah, really like, okay. When the heavens like came to me and they were like, oh, you have to start this like podcast. And it was like, I, I won't get into it. It's like annoying, but your mom, I guess that's fair to say, right? We can, we can say that as like, yeah, as yeah. mom, uh, you posted a, a thread and it was really touching about your kind of like COVID journey. And I was just like, this is like, literally like, this is why I have to do this. Like I was, I need to talk to people. Like I just need to talk to people. And the heaven said like, Spendio Williams voice needs to be heard. Like, I'm serious. And I was just like, Aww. let's like, let's do it. Like, let's do it. And like, I don't know, like Heidegger says, like, I hate Heidegger, but I like love him. And he says, like, if you just like commit to the bit, basically, it's just like, who cares how impactful or meaningful it is? It's like, just commit to it. And that is true. And so like, we're going to commit, we're committing to the bit, we're doing the podcast yes. and it's like, it's it's happening we're here and so i'm like really excited to hear your story that was a really like retarded ramble i'm sorry um uh, <laughs> go back to back to spendy and like um yeah just like i guess what do, what should we know about you in general just like to set your uh set like the audience up a little bit about who are you as as a poster as a poster i am a lobby um i had some recent success um <laughs> that shot my um follower count above 200 because um, Bog Beef retweeted a picture of um, this man that I go shopping with. We're on the same grocery schedule. So we do like Whole Foods and Sprouts on the same day, I guess. And so um, he wears a golden triangle on his hat. And he sometimes wears um, Alex Jones or Infowars shirts. And so I was always kind of intrigued um, by him. Uh, he's a, um, senior African-American man, um, which is not who you would think as being the, you know, demographic to be into Infowars or yeah. wear a triangle on your head necessarily. Um, <laughs> Still, but, yeah. um, it's a, it's a I was, diverse community. It's more, su- it's surprising. When it's, you get true. Up, right? it's true. It's <laughs> true. I mean, like, yeah, look at, like, look at us. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Whatever I am, I like to keep it ambiguous. I I could be Middle Eastern, but I'm, I wish I shouldn't dox myself <laughs> as not. But I really I been like appropriate it. So maybe I don't know. Like Paula Abdul was my first like absolute favorite pop star was Paula Abdul, and I believe she's like Middle Eastern descent, right? She's Syrian. Yeah, everyone thinks she's black, but she's actually Syrian and oh. Jewish. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. You know, only uh, as a Middle Eastern person, you have to know every other Middle Eastern person um, because then like like Freddie Mercury was like my idol because he was, you know, also um, the same ethnicity. Well, um, Zanzibar, though, kind of right or something. Um, That's yeah, he's weird. actually he was born. Yeah, he was raised in India, but he's from Zanzibar. But he was he's a Parsi, which is like a it's a it's they're like Persians that moved to India. Um, OK, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And they're also Zoroastrian. They're not Muslims. So, yeah. There's Zoroastrian, oh, Zoro- which is I love Zoroastrian. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. I I've been trying to. I mean, my parents never talked to me about it, um, but I've been delving a little bit myself because you find like the root of so many like of the Abrahamic religions actually like 
in Zoroastrianism. Mm -hmm. And there's so much like symbology. And yeah, my, my husband, who's not Middle Eastern, is actually the one who kind of got into it and got me into it. Anyway, I don't mean to derail. So. No, no. And I went <laughs> back to Infowars guy, actually, to be honest, it's important. Anyway, point being, I did not know that you were like, had all these connections yourself and here you are. So it seems quite uh, like kismet, I guess, is what they would yeah. say. Jewish culture. It's great to have you here. It feels like it, it, it truly is. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm so honored for, <laughs> for you. Thanks to have they brought us, they brought this, the stars have aligned once again here at, <laughs> here at the pod. And I think, okay, so this guy was in the store. Let me go back. I, this, oh, and this whole show yes. is a train wreck. So don't ever stress about like anything. <laughs> it's all, but people come to like, probably like laugh at me and learn about the interesting guests. And that's like the way it really should be. I feel like, so I am, I am kind of like the proxy for the guy in the store, you know, like that was, <laughs> I am that old black man. And <laughs> I um I saw that picture and I was like, that's awesome. I didn't realize he was on two of your store rotations. That feels like fate also. Yeah. Like he I I always I wanted to talk to him, but I didn't want to be like, you know, a weirdo like bothering him. Um, so he I noticed that the cashier had started talking to him. Um, but she started laughing at him when he started talking about why he was wearing it. And I was like, what a bitch, like just listen to him. But then she kind of like, they brought it around and he ended up talking to her about other stuff. And it seems like um, they left on a good note, but like, yeah, he basically, he said that it was um, to mitigate 5G, um, which I'm just like, okay, um, sure, whatever you want to do. Um, he also drives an old Cadillac um, that has a, a fluoride is poison sticker. So I love that. For him. <laughs> yeah, I think you should talk to him. Honestly, the fact that you're on two of his store rotations, like, and I totally know, I, I don't know if you're like a talk to strangers person. I've traditionally not been, but like come from a no, long time to talk to strangers, people like my mom and grandpa would just like talk to him. Oh, yes. And I am slowly morphing into that though. And it feels kind of awesome. And I say like, break those social rules. They don't like, it was kind of like, I broke a social rule in a sense. Like I was like, who am I to go start a podcast? It's ridiculous. But now I'm here and then I'm like inviting random people and we're having this conversation. And so I say, break that rule talk to that man at the store who knows he's like who knows the worst that happens it's like he's mad but like whatever you don't owe him a nice day <laughs> <laughs> i agree i do i do think that also as you become as you get a little older and you don't give a shit anymore i mean it's a little bit different i think because i'm a woman like i was like sure. oh i hope he doesn't think that i like want to hang out with him but like um but also like, yeah, it's, you should talk to strangers because I, I think that, <laughs> I, I think that people are increasingly like alienated and um, don't have anyone to commiserate with besides, you know, being online. And like, um, you know, if he probably had a, uh, an Infowars um, group that he could go to in, in, in his area, I'm sure he would be stoked. For sure. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Hopefully maybe he does. You know, there could be a whole underground. Honestly, if people tend to be like, maybe his whole bingo hall is like just QAnon pilled, you know, completely. <laughs> we never know. We don't like, I don't know. I like to think that he's like probably doing better than us probably <laughs> based on the totally. picture alone. I can tell Mike in his heart, like uh, that's who I hope to be one day. Like that's Yeah. Like he just doesn't probably. give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my, uh, I, I started actually on when I got on Twitter was because I 
um, kind of have the same arc as Cassandra that like, oh, okay, tell me about it. I had a kind of a turf arc. So nice. like, oh my God, yes, wait, let's go. <laughs> so I, I was on like Facebook, I think one day, and this was like during the beginning of, um, whenever they were doing the like women's March pussy hat oh, thing. Gosh, amazing day. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so like, um, people were talking about it and sharing like footage people I, I know. And, um, this one person, woman I know was like, yeah, pussy power or something like that. And then this other woman came in and was like, um, you shouldn't say pussy power because like not all women have pussies. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, and this was like, yeah. So I don't know, like 2016 or 17. And I was that, like, that was the first I'd heard mm-hmm. of like anything like that where, and then they were like, mm-hmm. and I was just like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? Like, so I tried to kind of set her straight and then she blocked me. And then I tried to talk to my friend about it. And she was like, well, we can't, you know, like we want to be welcoming to everyone. And I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> so I started like looking up like turf, like Facebook groups and like joining them and like just lurking. And then eventually that led me to turf Twitter. Um, And then after like a year of that, like I realized I'm not like a rad femme. So like, I, (laughs) I can't, I can't really be a turf um, because I don't consider myself a feminist anymore. Um, but as I said, I was a lifelong um, libtard b- slash Bernie bro. Um, that's kind of honestly, like my partner Thanks. is the same. Like I totally get. I think that's like the correct path too. Like everyone has their own path, and there's many correct paths. I guess I should say, but it's an uh, it's an admirable road to tread as far as I'm concerned. And I think um, that's probably around the time that I started to feel kind of like, huh, like about certain things too. And I remember actually telling my, like my partner, like, Hey, this, these people are saying that like sex isn't like real, like biological sex. He was like, no, no, no. It's like, that's just a few people online. And I was like, yeah. Yes. And then you started, you know, you probably, did you see, like, do you remember like, starting to see it like cascade where it went from like small scale to like, Oh, this is like in corporate HR or whatever. Yeah, it was um, that same friend that I was talking to on Facebook. She was like, this is just like a fringe thing. It's like, you know, the this girl who said that she's like always been like retarded about stuff like that. Like, you know, it's not it's like and I was like, but I'm pretty sure it's like in the universities already. Like and it's you know, that's where it's coming from. And and she was like, yeah, it's still like really, you know, fringe. And then, you know, like what? So here we are a few years later and. I mean, the world's upside nobody down. knows. <laughs> yeah. Like people want to, um, harvest, uh, brain dead women to, um, Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to be surrogates for, um, pregnancy and, you know, like it's That's just dumb. like stuff that would have been unfathomable and like, right. Like you just can't, like, I don't even know anymore where the line is. Like I've stopped being like shocked because like, I'll want to post something on Twitter. That's like, Holy shit, look at this crazy ass thing. And I'm just like, but like you, you just are desensitized almost because yes, Mm -hmm. it's just like daily, like uh, everything is completely upside down. Everything you knew has been like, it's like, I mean, you know, I'm sure you know that like the whole like LGBT movement or LGB movement, sorry, was like 
uh, you're born this way. This is the way you are. You can't force people to change their sexuality. And that was like, you know, I, you know, that was the talking point and that was what was widely accepted. And then now the T is saying that like, yeah, none of that exists. Like anyone can be anything. You should be able to, to adapt to a a man with a vagina. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, and it's like, yeah, no, it's like a war on your, like, like your senses kind of in a war on like, like, yeah, your observational powers. It's just like, like, I don't know. I feel lots of mixed things about the entire thing. I think the history has been kind of politicized, like many histories. But um, even still, I think a lot of those rights were secured and like they, I mean, I, then you, okay, so like the rights that we're talking about now are for like children. And these are like clearly just like new markets they're like making up. And it's like, of course, not part of this equation. That was never part of this equation. Like, in fact, we're kind of trying to distance ourselves from the whole kids thing. Like, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. And now it's just like, I, it just keeps rearing its head. So I just, uh, so I distance myself from like all, like all of that anyway, I guess. Um, like, nothing, not, of course, not people. Like, I, I would never judge any person before like, anything about who they really are i feel like because that's not like really what matters to me but it's these systems it's like the ideologies are really like are the control and they they hurt people they hurt the people they say they are protecting i feel i don't know yeah i i agree and i think you know part of it is that like that gay rights were secure the right to marriage became legalized all of these like um you know nonprofits or non-governmental agencies that had been working towards securing rights um for for the spouses to for marriage and all that suddenly they have nothing to it's like a jobs program now right so they have to like shift their focus and now it's like first it was trans rights and now it's like trans kids mixed mm-hmm. up in that and like this is the new um civil rights movement and um supposedly you know and and i mean this is and it's also like they're securing their dumbass jobs like for <laughs> it's it's horrifying yeah no it's institute it's like it's whole i think basil uh neobactory had said you know like it's like you have to pull it up by the root and it really is so institution institutionalized yeah. these places especially the schools but even like the corporate structure is like just this whole esg thing is like spooky to me i don't know if you're familiar with it but it's just like this whole like just corporate police it's like taking it to the the next level and yeah. I, I don't know um so okay so you're on this journey you're already kind of like uh let's like turvy and air quotes i i don't like i know it's kind of like a silly thing i like to lean into the horrible names that people put no it's fine here. yeah it's I'm, like, I'm not I, offended i still i see i see you as a more uh discerning sophisticated type of uh transphobic person <laughs> <laughs> regular run-of-the-mill turf you're better than that um Thank so you. like you you uh, go on to okay so then like i guess what happened then like you kind of like saw like COVID or like was there stuff before that yeah it was pretty much um, i'm gonna it was pretty much COVID. I think, um, you know, I, I started, as I said, like, you know, I figured everything out like that I needed to about my position on trans stuff. And I realized I wasn't a rad femme. So I was like, oh, well, what's the next, <laughs> what's the next thing I can get into? Um, and then, yeah, COVID um, happened. And I was, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was like scared at first. And I was like telling my husband, like, I don't know if I want to go to the grocery store because like, know, you know, know. Uh, what if I get it, and, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? And, and he was just like, he immediately, uh, you know, his sensors went off and he was like, yes, yeah, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so eventually like we like 
you know, after talking to him and, you know, just like some more evidence coming out or whatever, I was like, oh, this is like bullshit. Um, and so I kind of was looking for people who were talking about COVID and, and then also about, and then once the, um, vaccines came about, then that really was like the kind of the crescendo of like, I was just like, fuck, like this, they're just not going to stop. Like, you know, like until they vaccinate everyone. And, um, what happened was my husband works in healthcare for like a major, um, healthcare provider. And, um, he was going to have to get vaccinated. And so we like tried to look online for like, what, what can we do to like prevent this from happening? Um, so he like wrote a religious exemption and, um, and so he got it accepted and then they were like, uh, we don't know if this is like really your really religious hell belief. So like, can you explain more about why? just like fuck so we started kind of panicking and we were like okay so where is open at this point it was like texas and florida and so um we just made the decision that we were going to sell our house and um i asked my parents if we could move in with them until we like figured out our next steps um yeah and so um so we did so like we sold at the top of the market which is <laughs> one of the only good things about this situation um because a year and a half later and i we're still living at my parents house so um but um if they they um accepted his exemption and so he didn't have to get vaccinated yeah he didn't have to get vaccinated he was trying to convince other people at work to like not get vaccinated. And they were like, no, you know, just go along to get along, whatever. And they're all in healthcare. So of course they're like, you just know, well. that's their mindset is just like, oh, you just, that's what you do. You just yeah. get vaccinated. And before this, he had actually not been getting the flu vaccine. So he had had to mask every flu season for like four months during the year, just even before, uh, COVID? before COVID. Just- so he was, already used to it as unfortunate as that is so he just was like yeah he was like okay but they told us that he could be terminated at any time even though he had an exemption that it would be just so oh my gosh that makes me so free that you you have a right to religious freedom in this country and it's like i know very similar as experience i I won't go into it i guess too much but very similar with my like my partner had a similar mandate over a booster which is like really fucking wild to me and it's like the way that these um processes work it's like it's to torture you and like it's to grind you down so you just get it and that is absolutely unacceptable it's so crazy to me that like there are not like more like lawsuits but it's just like and only for this only for this would this ever work and that's what like really grinds my gears like this would not work for like any other like any other medical procedure or anything asked of you at work like it's so unbelievable so i'm sorry you had to go through that it, it makes me feel a lot of pain because i went through the whole like i so i happen to just be like a licensed minister it's a whole random other story but i like wrote i like i wrote the letter like i was like, oh that's awesome oh yeah and i came in so good and it was just like uh yeah transformative experience i guess in a lot of ways it, and it was and it, like it was kind of worked out for a minute but it was also like a whole relationship at that point soured like you can't even really like at that point anyway it's like how do you even continue like to go on you know and so it's it's just unbelievable that people are having to go through this so I'm, i am sorry um that you you went through that and like um 
I guess, okay, so you guys, so you guys have to go through, you've upended your lives, basically, because of this. So you've been, like, truly, I guess, like, do you feel like you've been, like, transformed by the pandemic? Like, by the last couple of years? Oh, like, yeah, I, definitely. I mean, <laughs> like, because I had to agree to it, right? I mean, he was, at the time, like, I think, uh, like, I had, I had started, I worked for myself, and I was working, but, like, really part-time. Mm-hmm. Um, And so he was the breadwinner. So, like, if he got fired, then like we were going to be fucked. Like I couldn't support us. So we decided that, um, we would just, um, move to Texas. Wow. So we bought a house in Texas and we just went there in like four days, looked around. Um, and I was like, can we move to like a reddish area? Cause like, I don't want to be as far away from like these people. And you know, like, I, like, I don't, consider myself a Republican or a conservative or a liberal or a progressive. I don't, I don't even know what my like political compass is at this point besides anti-authoritarian. Um, do, we even need a, do we need a label? I guess is my question. No, I guess we don't. <laughs> but like, yourself. <laughs> but you know that like, if you move to a red area, those people are going to leave yeah, you yeah, the fuck sure alone. Don't. Right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I just wanted them to like, leave me alone. And, and, and we also just thought that like the likelihood that they would accept a religious exemption in a red state, in a red right. county would be higher. So, um, so we, so we bought a house and um, we are moving in a few months, but like, wow. um, I'm ready to say goodbye to California. <laughs> have you, like, have you lived in California, like most of your life or over all your life? My you? entire life. Oh, I was born and raised same. here. Okay. Same as a lifelong, same? as a lifelong California born and born and raised and so somewhat matured. I would say even California is probably going to fall in the ocean. So we probably should be <laughs> but also at the same time. It's like, we should, it should be on our own timeline. Not because it's like, I know people driven out of the state and it's like, who's going to be left here. It's going to be like just the craziest people, you know, and a bunch exactly. of, street vagrants unfortunately and like that's not like california dreaming that's not mamas and papas you know what i mean (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, i know i mean i do hate like the california hate too because it's like well have you not been to the state because it's beautiful and there are so many amazing things about california um but it is like always leading the charge in like the most retarded things and so um, you know, I just, I just have had enough, I think. And like, mm-hmm. also, I mean, at this point in your, my life, I, I feel like there's not a lot of like uncharted or like exciting things that are going to happen to me besides watching my children grow up. So like at least moving to a completely different state. And like, I know Cassandra did that too. Like she just moved yeah, to Florida. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that like, maybe it'll, you know, it'll be, if nothing else, interesting to, um, start all over again and like make friends and um i don't know and it doesn't have to be forever like we can figure out something else like i bet yeah like hopefully it's like more i I would imagine in a way like more community and it's not to say california is not community oriented but it's it's just so different here it's very insular i I don't even know that you know word right but it's just like like very like um you're on eggshells like if you want to do things you have to do it a certain way 
I don't know. There's just ways you can do things in California to succeed. And it's ridiculous. And it's like, and it's been going on a long time. Cause I do think back now to like when you were in school, cause I think back now and like talking, especially to like my partner who grew up in like uh, the Midwest and Florida, like mm. things we learned in school. Like I remember like earth day being this like big, like thing. And like, I just, I, this whole celebration, like, I don't know. I, I do you recall that. Like, do you feel like our education uh, was like ahead of its curve in this way? Like, and it's like wokeness. Yeah. I think like, I mean, I think the environmental thing, well, like whatever, it's more like a greenwashing environmental like stuff, but has like always been like a big part of like California's like, I mean, it's always, yeah, I always knew about Earth Day and like, and, um, but I feel like also, (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't joke about it, but like the internment camps, like the whole thing of like World War II and the Japanese camps. I remember learning about that, like, in like, yeah back in grade like it was really like hammered in you know and I don't know that that would be the case in like Texas <laughs> yeah I think I think I, I mean I think that it might be skewed in the other direction but not really like I actually uh are, yeah I don't know I, I is it, is it really I don't I'm sorry is it what no go ahead I was just like is it even like we think it's skewed in the other way but then you like actually will sometimes see things but it's like the, the bad side and it's like oh this is just normal <laughs> like you'll read like a book yeah. that, this is like the, this is the conservatives like wet dream and you like read it and it's like Dick and Jane or something like that you know it's like yeah it's, it's that's true <laughs> you know I don't know that's sometimes like not always the reality but that sometimes has been my experience I I feel like it's hard for me to like in, like view any kind of media anymore without like being completely just like this is bullshit like like I can't even it's so hard to just like watch a movie because you just feel like now I just or at least I'm, I'm sure you do too like my propaganda filter is just like or my tentacles are like going off the whole time and I'm like uh-oh propaganda turn the other way like don't you know and like I can't and I feel that way about like I not to sound like a Christian conservative but like even like kids movies like I took my kids to see like some Marvel movie and like the main character like has like an LGBT pin on her and I'm like hmm, that's weird why is that like why, why is that necessary to like her development as a character like she has to and then someone's like hey neat rainbow pin what's that about you know (laughs) and it just seems like like you know like obviously I'm not opposed to like gay rights or anything like that but it's just like it's not it's disingenuous it's just like like the same thing with like how they recreate all of these characters but suddenly like Velma's like a black lesbian in it's like who's that no one's asking for it and it's and it's uh it's like it is it's very disingenuous it's like like, feels just regurgitated like nonsense and it's like oh great the superhero's a virtue signaler I guess like that's the only lesson and that like I would take away from it because because I, I you don't need you don't need the pin to be uh, a superhero nobody nobody's asking for that and it's like literally like nobody's asking for it these movies fail like that bros I movie, know you know like nobody oh god it feels like all like worked training films you know like everything gets like yes. this tone of like just like HR HR it's everywhere and you cannot get away from it it's like out of control Ugh, I don't yeah know. I, I, it's yeah, I keep waiting for like, is the pendulum going to swing back ever to where like, um, because like, I mean, if they're trying to represent reality, it's not even like they're not even doing it because, you know, like I've heard from um, lib friends of mine that like, well, you know, like, the you know, they may be overcompensating now, but it's because there were so many years where like people of color weren't on TV or something like that. I'm like, 
Dude, I never like was like, oh, that doesn't look like me. I guess I can't like that show or like, you know, it's just <laughs> I like, mean, that's exactly. It's just so weird. And then like, but yeah, but it doesn't even represent reality because like, if it did, then like, where's all the Hispanic people at every commercial? Because they're like <laughs> literally one in four Californians or something like that. And you're right. Where are all the, where are all the Lat- Latinx people represented? <laughs> you know, where are the cars parked on the like front lawns of all the communities, you know, and the loud music playing at 2 a.m.? <laughs> yes. <laughs> where are the tech workers and their Chinese wives? Like, oh, I don't see that represented. <laughs> <laughs> I bring myself together. This is like, unfortunately, not a bit. This is just this is what's so refreshing is I can like talk to people normally again. Because you you are right. I think you said something earlier, just like how you can't talk to people, and it's so. And when you can find people, it's like, oh my gosh, like like it could be a ninety seven year old great aunt you've never like spoken yes. to, like literally. And then the next thing you know, it's like Aunt Betsy. We are like pen pals now because like you re- refuse to get a shot. Like it's like really a wild like um, realignment of everything in some ways. Do you feel that? Yeah, completely. I mean, in a way it brought me closer to my parents too, because like, um, obviously they were supportive of the fact that like my husband was going to risk his job not to get vaccinated. And my parents never got vaccinated in there in their seventies. And they let us live with them the whole time during through COVID. So like, um, that was pretty interesting. What's that? They weren't like scared. They didn't, they did like not buy in. Uh, they, well, my, we, my kids got COVID while we were, we all got COVID while we were here, but we just like kept away from them. And they were a little bit scared at that point, but they're fully like, my mom was like, let me call my doctor and get you some, uh, uh, some, uh, hydroxychloroquine. And she, she got like ivermectin. She got everything. She like had a protocol for me. Like she gave uh, it to all of us. Yeah. Did you think ivermectin? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So like, did it work? How do I look? Or actually, yeah. Can do you mind talking about your regimen? Like, I yeah, guess no. I would never ask another like stranger, like from the internet, yeah. like other health treatments. But like now we live in this new realignment where I can actually, I'm allowed to ask you about the drugs you took when you were sick for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah tell me about that. So, um, she like, New, I guess the frontline doctors will hook you up with someone through yeah, like telehealth. The FLCC, so, whatever. Did yes. She like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh, sorry. Yeah, my mom's uh, full, like she became a late stage anti-vaxxer like a few oh, years what? ago. Yes, I love your mom. Yes. This is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, like yeah, I think it, it started with like, she didn't want my sister to get an HPV vaccine. And then like, after that, she just obviously was fully like, no, no COVID vaccine. So, um, so yeah, so she was like, she had already gotten it. So it was already here. She'd gotten me a bottle and like, I split it with my husband. She gave us like quercetin, which yeah, yeah, yeah. is some totally. supplement. Yeah. yeah. Um, ivermectin. We didn't take hydroxychloroquine. It was just ivermectin and quercetin. And then we were taking, um, a lot of vitamin D nice. and, um, I mean, I was still sick for like, uh, like three or four days and like fatigued for like three weeks. I didn't have long COVID though. was it like okay was it were you like already kind of sick when you took it or had you like been sick for a few days or what did you take it early on uh i took it the uh, as soon as i well my i never tested positive but my husband did mm-hmm. so um as soon as we got like a positive test i um started taking it 
And like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to think that like it helped. I, I don't know, but like my mom also, like my parents take it as like a pro prophylactic, like they just take, like, I think the lowest dose, like every, like once or twice a week that's and it's a, supposed to like help. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's where it got its reputation. It was being like distributed in like, like billions of doses, apparently this uh, supposed like horse dewormer. Um, Cause yeah, there's know. a lot of cases. Oh, can you hear me or no? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, I was just, um, oh yeah, they've given a lot of those doses, those doses out. Um, tell me, okay, so, um, oh my gosh, I just had like a total brain fart. Okay, I'm just, I'm like stunned that you took ivermectin. I don't know if I've met anyone that took ivermectin before. So like you're, it's another first here for for the podcast. Um, so Spendy, um, like tell me, like, like what do you, like what do you do to stay like connected or sane? Like what do you, I guess you're, you're on Twitter. I don't feel like you post like a lot, but you are like a presence, which I, maybe you do post a lot. Maybe I should correct that. Maybe you like. I, I post and then delete a lot. I was going to say, I couldn't find a lot of tweets I was looking for, but that's, that's fair. I respect that game. I don't know why. I guess like, you know, like what? everyone you're, you know you feel like judgment or something about like also I'm like always afraid of like someone screenshotting and then like using it against me somehow which is like been done once because some fucking idiot because I said that like um I had a copy of my husband's PCR test and it said that like um you know testing positive does not necessarily mean that you don't have some other um thing and he was like yeah you look how fucking stupid you are you think that this means that that um the pcr test is isn't accurate i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure that like when you get a pregnancy test it doesn't say hey you might (laughs) you might also have something else wrong with you we don't we don't really know (laughs) it will say it's an accuracy percentage probably which is probably higher than a pcr test yeah i mean and and like to take that like anyway because like i mean there's so much information about how like how the pcr tests were like set to a certain cycle and so basically it would detect like anything and so like we know that these aren't like the you know it's not completely accurate anyway totally they withdrew the eua like at the end of 2021 i don't think they do pcr anymore i think it's all antigen but um, yeah i think uh, you're right i have a question like so i guess as like as a as a mother do you struggle kind of like with like um like when did i guess do you mind talking just about your anti-vax journey i guess or like does that how does that like play out in your life as much as you want to share yeah so with my first kid i didn't give him any vaccines for a year Um, and at that time in California, you would, um, if you found yourself a doctor that was cool, they would be fine with it. Um, I guess now that's not the case at all. Um, because this was pre SB 277, um, which was the bill that said that basically like the minute your kid set sets foot anywhere, they have to be fully up to date on vaccines. So like preschool, um, so like a three-year-old has to be have whatever vaccines there. Uh, actually, it started when he was born too. I, there was like a list of, they wanted to do, um, before he was born, they asked if I wouldn't want to do vitamin K, hepatitis B and something else. And I was like, why, why does a, a baby need a hepatitis B vaccine? That's a sexually transmitted disease. And they said, oh, well, you know, like a lot of mothers don't know that they carry it and then they'll pass it on to their child. 
like Scott Weiner is on the loose in this state. Your kid needs yeah. hepatitis vaccines. So. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> obviously you're just this is just like a money making enterprise, right? Like this oh, whole thing. Um, so they so I didn't vaccinate him for a year, and then I slowly started giving him vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, schedule kind of like that you kind of determined, or yeah, and like but eventually he did go to public school, right, so. Okay. He did have to get vaccinated. Wow. My second son also got vaccinated. But after that, like, I was just like, like I'm not doing any more. Like, I don't, I'm not going to keep him up to date. Mm-hmm. And in fact, anytime you even, I took, I think I, I posted on um, about how I took him. Oh, I, I was messaging or uh, who posted um, low IQ moron. Oh yeah. Hey, shout out to a, <laughs> shout out to a, thoughts and um, he had posted like, Oh, our, our, he tweeted our doctors basically just like vaccine like injectors now and i was like yeah i took my kid to get his hearing checked and they were like so he needs like four vaccines and i was like okay uh yeah and they made the appointment and then i just like canceled the day before um so obviously i didn't give my children the covid vaccine and i'm not planning to and that was like another reason i wanted to leave california because i thought like they do sports and stuff and um i know a lot of even mm-hmm. if your kid's not in public school, they can still require it to do sports. Mm-hmm. Any, like any activity, I think basically, like any organized activity through probably like parks and recs, you know, I've seen it like in, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know about now. Cause I did hear that they withdrew. They were supposed to pass like a bill uh, or pass like the, like yeah. I put it on the childhood schedule. I've heard it's defeated, but they're not going to stop. Like they're going to keep trying in my opinion to get it. Up. I think so too. And, and they also just did like, I mean, now that there, there's a bivalent COVID flu I, that they're going to do every year for adults. You know, my mom, like she went, she hits Kaiser, which if you're not in California, Kaiser is like this, you know, big HMO with all the like unions. Everyone, everyone has Kaiser. It's awful. In my opinion, yeah. um, it's, it used to be an aluminum company and now they do your healthcare. That's all you really need to know. <laughs> um, they, uh, they like, uh, they give her like that in like 2021. She was like, oh, I got this like shot. And I think she was like in a clinical trial and it was just like, given. And it was, like, what are you talking about? And it's just, it is so wild. They're just like rolling these things out. It's like MRNA, everything. And in, in, in the food, apparently, and it's just like, what are you doing? And it's so. Do, do, do you tell me about like struggling with, um, like trying to like communicate this to people because I know how frustrating it is. Yeah, I mean, like, I I know someone who vaccinating their vaccinated their child against COVID, and their child started having strokes, <sighs> and that person cannot even consider that it might have anything to do with her child being vaccinated. It's like you had a perfectly healthy, like five-year-old and now your child was like intubated and put into a medically induced coma. And you can't even consider the fact that like it, you have no history of any of this. And so like, I can't, Um, I only, I have like one friend I can talk to about stuff like this that has kids. Um, and then everyone else, I just have to shut my mouth about. Oh my gosh. I, um, wow. Just like everything else. It's yeah, it's exactly. And I feel like this is like almost worse than all of it in some, maybe not now, maybe now it's they're all the same thing, but there was a period where it was so scary to be like outside of the mainstream on this. It was, it was, you felt like just in a way that I never thought I'd feel like in this country, yeah. you know, and like I, I got vaccinated stupidly. I got tricked into it kind of not really, I, I'm an idiot and a coward, but I did get it, the J and J and immediately after getting that felt like people were trying to get me to get more. And it was like mm. so 
creepy the creepiest feeling ever i'll have is getting that card and it was like you get <sighs> they give you a card and it's got eight slots on it and it's like what the fuck did i just oh. for and it was just and, and the one i got you know because it was j and j everyone treated it like just anyway they treated it like it was a, like i got a, a joke and it's just the pressure the like just the campaigns it's hard to, it's hard to go against it so i commend you for being able to do that and to like just I, to be willing to risk it all and just like trust in like faith and like i don't know um it i commend it i, I really respect and admire well, thank you yeah. and thank i mean i'm glad that you were able to get your partner out of that situation too and that and then at least you got the j and j's i think we'll go with it you know i'm not i'm not stressing it's just it's all it's all in the heavens you know they're they're guiding things now and it's just like we're gonna roll with it you know um but i was gonna ask you oh yeah just like do you feel like i don't know you told me a little bit actually you were on a facebook group you said i think for like turf stuff and i i went through like a i went through a dark facebook group period in like 2017 actually about was when i had like a dark facebook journey i would say right i caught up and so You're too young to have had a facebook journey <laughs> oh my gosh what i know I'm, I'm a boomer at heart i'm an ancient millennial but i feel transgenerational i feel like i actually occupy because like early 80s kids are like very like at the turn of like all things kind That's of because like we're old world and probably i don't think you're we, we don't have to talk about age it's not that important but you did say you're a gen xer and i feel like a lot of kinship with that generation because they taught like my generation how to be cool i guess that, you know? well I, thank you for saying that because i hear nothing but um hate on gen xers like i feel like we're the new boomers I mean, like people are like oh my god gen <laughs> x so fucking cringe I'm like please stop i mean everyone's gonna hate on the the, the generations thing does bother me too because it feels just like an arbitrary way to yeah. like, turn people against each other but then there are some stereotypes you know that like they're persistent for a reason there i do know a lot of gen xers that are like burnt out kind of you look very put together I, you seem to have your life in order i don't think you're like the uh i don't think you're the gen x or the people are like you're not the q-tard gen x or the the occupy wall street to q-tard pipeline gen x or i think <laughs> people are thinking of or even like it was even that's the most admirable outcome really for for some gen xers i'm sorry to inform you <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but like no i am a i am a boomer at heart and i, I did go on a facebook i think well, facebook was actually at one point people forget for young people like exclusively yeah, it was when the old people got there that everyone hightailed it out of there um but you say you but like the the groups was interesting because those really do bring in when you have these like topics i know there's been some for like the anti-vax stuff and like victims of a vaccine injury um do you like tell me do you have any like nuggets these stories about your facebook groups journey (laughs) you know we can go into it maybe another time too but i'd love to uh, hear about it (laughs) oh i well yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't have anything specific, but like I just the same impulse you get to just like be terrible on Twitter. Well, not you because I've never seen you be terrible on Twitter, but like okay. I still I'm just evolving past the phase of realizing like there's no point in arguing with someone that doesn't share the same beliefs that you do, and like. I, I would just like try to convince people that like I was had the correct opinion and like by yeah. you know facts and logicking them into it and like I just realized how stupid that is that like mm-hmm. you know because I was also like a libtard at one point and I remember like um people <laughs> trying to convince me that like uh, you know I was wrong and mm-hmm. I couldn't be convinced of it I was you know so yeah, I feel that. I feel like um, I don't know. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. But I feel like you 
you're correct mostly now. And so like, that's what you were, you were never wrong. You were right for what was right at the time. That's what I would actually probably say. Like you, you're bending to the times. Like that's, what's really important is uh, being able to like assess and adjust. And I feel kind of concerned, honestly, for a lot of the people who are just so clung to their clinging to this like status quo and just like. Oh, I lost your audio. Uh, oh i can hear you now okay can you hear me okay yeah. we'll, we'll wrap in a few minutes anyway actually i feel like um this but this is good i actually could talk to you forever so we'll probably oh, actually, I, like is it rude to ask to interview you and your mom next time no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding. well maybe <laughs> I'm kidding. my mom would love that but she yeah. would talk for so long that you'd never be able to she's like one of those people that like can't <laughs> wait for someone to ask her about her uh you know her health beliefs or anything but then she'll talk to you for like two hours well i don't want to like i i can't afford the competition like honestly i don't want her to go and start like a more successful podcast so i guess we'll we'll (laughs) we'll stick with just uh we'll stick with like not that because i I did that too honestly like to bring up thoughts and prayers like i did that so then i came not more successful but like it's it's annoying probably to have a guest come on and then just be like now i'm gonna go start a podcast but actually i don't think it is annoying to be honest because i think we need a proliferation of this i'd rather listen to people like us talk to each other about these things than like npr do you know what i mean like it's just more fruitful yeah i agree and like i mean just like you know we were talking about if you can have that effect on or impact on other people where they're like oh there's other normal people that aren't you know falling prey to all of this stuff and that have like share similar beliefs and they're not like there's nothing weird about us although I guess you know whatever that's subjective um kind of weird maybe (laughs) but but like um you know then maybe like that if that that helps because like I spend so much of like I like I said I I work for myself and so I like spend a lot of my time like listening to podcasts and like the ones that I like the most are like just like casual like they're not informative necessarily but it's just like a conversation yeah, I actually, there was this podcast called Babe that was like, I don't know, it wasn't huge, but I, it was really just this woman and she was like spontaneously talking to people. And it was sometimes even kind of confusing, like what was going to, like, who were these people? It would just like start. I kind of like that. But um, so, yeah, I like, I appreciate, I appreciate, and I like love listening to podcasts too. It's like really like, it's, it's good. I, I totally can see that because you do seem like a very, very busy woman. So like, I love that. Um, I love that. And, and it's important too. That's all the more reason to have have you on a podcast or even you probably don't have time to start your own but like to have a place for you to come and like speak to the world like you deserve to have your voice out there just as much as these loud ass moms are on fucking every channel talking about the dumbest ideas you've ever heard in your life <laughs> so no no offense to those dumb women but like i guess like i'm so like it's really great to like just yeah to connect it here and i, I we're not quite done because i do want to talk actually about um just a couple things really quick so spendy o williams like I saw your name. I don't even know exactly. I feel like I came acquainted with you through like maybe like Rare Candy podcast or something. Like you re, re, I don't know, maybe they retweeted you. I don't know it, when. Yeah. But like I feel like at one point a while back, but not 
well, a long time. Anyway, no one really cares about when I encountered you because it's a non, it's a nonlinear thing, really. We uh, emerged into the world together. We joined timelines, and so we're like in the same dimension now together. And <laughs> I was like, okay, Spendy O. Williams, I love this name because it is like Wendy O. Williams, which is like from Plasmatics, right? That's yeah. like really bitching band. Tell me about Spendy O. Williams slash Wendy O. Williams connection. So you're like, I think one of the first people to actually get that. Cause most people just think it's like a uh, Wendy Williams, like the talk sure. show host, mm-hmm. like reference. For sure. um, do. So hats off to you for your um, knowledge of boomer no, music. That was, I was raised on MTV, especially like early, like early Same. 80s MTV, like literally in my DNA. Sorry, go on. Yeah. So yeah. So th- people think about that next time. Like I, you want to talk shit about boomers, like, all the music that you love, well, uh, that I love, especially was like made by boomers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I got into like, I had every phase in high school, but like as <laughs> someone in my like late teens and early twenties, I was like really into like garage and like punk. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a lot of time in that scene and, um, uh, I'm not the biggest Plasmatics fan, but I really love like her, just like she's such an icon. Like she has crazy boobs that look like they're (laughs) bolt-on, blonde hair and just that rough face that like, she's like, you know, really white trash looking. And then she was like on the Muppet show. Um, Yeah, I think that's maybe where I know her from. I'm sorry, I was wrong. I think it's Solid Gold, Solid Gold. She's on Solid Gold. It's like TV, yes. Oh my gosh, she blow shit up. Like she would, oh my God. She did a a duet with Lemmy. Like she's (sighs) fucking cool. Um, So I just, yeah, so I just took that. um, And um, yeah, that's, but yeah, yeah, like I, I mean, so much of like what form my personality is like, a young person was music and being around like dudes in bands and then like DJing mm-hmm. or playing, I'm sorry, playing records. Cause I didn't like know how to beat match or anything. I would just like, I, that's still, that's you're just talking. You're, you're saying yeah. it's DJing, whatever. Um, so yeah. So that's like, I was in like that, like art and music scene for my like twenties until like my very early thirties and living in the city. And then, um, yeah. Did you ever go to club fake? <laughs> wait seriously mm-hmm. i was like this i was a club fake diehard like in 2003 <laughs> i'm not even joking you that's like backlash okay so this is crazy backlash that's so insane. i started back in those days it was like like my little club like dirtbag scene and we would go like we would drive from santa cruz every friday like for two years oh my, god, this oh is my crazy. gosh and like stay till like two like oh my gosh like, get oh my god it was ridiculous like get drunk like go and get our hand stamp get there early get our hand stamped because it was free they go back to the car and like drink because it was like yes cheaper. then like go and start dance till 2 a.m and then like one of us would like be responsible we were like pretty responsible i want to advertise we'd stop drinking before like like midnight one person would drink only one or two drinks i still think that is responsible and then would stop and you dance it out you've totally danced it out after by 2 a.m you're gonna go someone drives home and like wild times i can't believe we so we probably we've met before not maybe in the met but we've been see karmic networks and i'm telling you we're all connected in That's this so range little corner hmm. fascinating <laughs> williams i oh my gosh this has been i've chills actually a little bit okay so i um guess let's ask you a quick one quick like question i guess like um a song that's like defining your life right now actually 
I might know what the song is, but tell me, tell me, or something, anything. Tell me a vibe. What's like the vibe right now for you? Uh, I don't know. Um, the vibe is. I'm. I'm really have like obviously Texas on my mind, so I've been like listening to a lot of like '60s country music, Ooh, nice. and like exposing my children to that. Who are just like okay, like they're kind of into it. Um, like what, so, like. like like probably even older and probably things I don't quite know like, like some of my grandparents listen to yeah like I mean sort of like Loretta Lynn and like um Conway also, Twitty. huh Conway Conway Twitty? Twitty? Yes. Yeah, and, okay I got one um <laughs> and then also I really like 90s I've been listening to 90s country again. I, love, I, love I love 90s country because that's like kind of the last time I think country was good like I can't I can't with any new country it's just like so it's like pop music it's just gross it is but like diet pop it's not even like they're 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 not splurging in nashville anymore they used to spend money on like songwriters and like just like there was quality like coming out of there i know i don't know what they're pumping out nowadays but they're trying to like emulate some kind of market that is just it's beyond them they're trying to be like young urban music yeah country be country like i know you can't be everything (laughs) to everyone well, maybe you can bring country back to where it should be when you move to Texas. Actually, that I think that should be on the mood board for sure. It's just, yeah, like stand by your stand by your man, like Loretta Lynn. Um, like what's that one song about the PTA? I don't know. There's like this song about the Harper lake. Valley PTA. Yes. Oh my gosh! Boom! I feel like there's the theme. That's the vibe for Texas. I feel like um, we nailed it. Um, Spendia Williams, where can people find you on like the twitter.com or other places that you'd like to promote? Um, you can find me at kites are fun on Twitter. It's kites, the letter R and fun. Um, yeah. And that's about it. I'm not a very exciting follow though. So um, a lot of gay men like me because apparently I used to have a black and white picture of myself and they just thought it was like a picture of an actress from the 60s and I guess <laughs> so like I was like why are all these guys following me oh wait like 90% of them are gay um, millennials and then one of them told me that he just also thought I was a gay millennial man yeah. and I'm using a photo of a woman that's hilarious because I don't get, I think I thought you were a real person because I didn't recognize you and you are actually you are a stunning 60s gorgeous actress is what I would say the audience should know that what Spenia Williams is as smoking as she looks in her default photo which you'll find at so we'll link to it she's a very she's a cool mom she's kind of busy maybe not tweeting all the time maybe deleting the thing so you might want to set the little like bell icon maybe I, should <laughs> I just realized I should uh, but it's all the more reason to have you back I'd like to check in with you on your like Texas journey in the I coming episodes if possible maybe like maybe ra- i'm really looking forward to like a round table like how do you feel about round tables yes i'm all about space. it we should do a twitter space sometime well, yeah full of ideas okay fun. we'll workshop some of those offline it was a pleasure it was um, so nice to meet you like, back. <laughs> <laughs> i find what myself increasingly like thinking about the future and not finding a lot to be positive about so i wanted to ask you like what you find like, how do you find that? Are you finding yourself like able to be mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. positive and like yeah. when you think about the, your future? Yeah, it's hard because I think it's easy to slip into like like copium or whatever people like say, you know, and that's really easy to be false, false, falsely positive. Um, I do think there has to be like an element of like fake it till you make it. There is like that's built in, but I find the positivity I found is crazy, but it's like it's like through an interior world, I guess, which I have imagined to be the future that I want and the world that I kind of the world I believe the world to be, but inside of me. Okay, let's put it that way. So it's a a fictional interior world that I am sort of like trying to like retreat into. And in the process, I'm finding that like that interior world is spilling out into the real world. I guess that's like my own personal journey, but that's good for anybody listening to this podcast because then it means they're part of that personal journey, which is going to end in the downfall of the intergalactic overlords who are enslaving us and trafficking and doing all the fraud there's going to be a beautiful future. We're going to heal the planet. The kids are going to be great. Everyone's going to be great. Like there is a beautiful tomorrow. And that's like, we, we just have to like, we just have to live it, I guess, you know, um, and find that journey. And then like, and then eventually find that, find that world inside for yourself, I guess. And I don't know, it seems cryptic and retarded probably to describe it that way, but like, I don't know, just be imaginative. Like be, imagine the world that you, like, I don't have a home now. I have a world headquarters. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's stupid. The things that I was told not to do as an adult were actually the best things that you should be doing. So just be as weird and cool and imaginative as you want. And be don't be afraid of being retarded. It's fun. There's great drugs for it. <laughs> um does that answer your question i guess i don't know and just like oh, be grateful be grateful that's uh, really important i'm worrying that i'm trying to be better too it's just like find the little things in the day yeah. like, count those blessings I, you do add up you know i agree i know like anytime i think about how old i am now and then i always say or if someone says like god i'm getting so old i'm like well it's better than the alternative like you know and i try to think about that about my own life that like, yeah, things are crazy and we're living through a really strange time, but like, you know, there's something interesting about that. And hopefully you can make something better at the end of it. But I I find that like a lot of men seem to like to retreat into conspiracy. And I'm not saying that in a pejorative way, but like, like I noticed, like my husband, like is really getting the like symbology of things. Oh, it's out there. Yeah, for sure. And like Christian Gnosticism and like, um, also having all these, like, like looking at other narratives around, like, you know, things that we thought were historically accurate. And I think that that's also a way that people kind of retreat or men retreat. And I, you know, Mm-hmm. That's and actually- I wish that I had something like that. <laughs> it's, but it can be, it's hard. It sounds like we're going to be interviewing your entire family, by the way. Next time, the husband, the mom, the whole <laughs> family, the dog, everyone's coming back for uh, another round. But like, um, it is, you're right. And it can be like, a, it could be the reverse of copium. Like the whole black pill thing is real. And it's like, don't take yeah. the black pill. Like you have to just find find a way to find a way, you know? And it's like, uh, if it's this, I don't know, like invent, invent your own, in, invent your own channel. Like I felt like, okay, like I'm just going to keep doing it. Like who cares? Like just keep, commit to the bit, you know, find your bit and then like just commit to it. Um, and something else you said really struck me, but it's really neither here nor there. It just like, yeah, if you're listening, oh yeah, know that we are, we are called for this time. I feel like we are called for this time. If you're listening to this, episode you were called for this time too we are here for a reason we're awakened i don't like saying that that much either but like we are aware we're hip to what's going on for a reason and i don't know what that reason exactly is yet but we just have to keep doing like what we're doing and like stick together and figure it figure it out there's safety in numbers and like 
our numbers are increasing like every day, you know? True. (sighs) Do do you have people in your real life that you can also talk to about things? Yeah. So luckily, like my, my husband and I are like the same exact page on like all of this, like, which was really lucky, not really outside of our fat, but like our families are very like in the COVID still, even still like his mom a little bit, but like, it's it's hard we have relatives that like I think are like actually injured but they're like I we can't like talk about that they don't believe you know it's just like it's really it's really messy and so it's um we kind of feel like in that bubble so like that's another reason to do this because I was like I cannot keep like yelling at my like poor husband about what I heard on Stephen K. Bannon's like TV program again like <laughs> it's like it's too much um or like the things I learned in that dark rabbit hole like that like I am really like i feel like I was MKL for programmed as a kid so like I can compartmentalize really good like I, I could just be like into that hole and then be like okay let's cook dinner and be like whatever but like not everybody is that uh, advantageous <laughs> I can like switch back and forth not even that it's that healthy of a thing really you know um so yeah luckily I do and I, I feel like that's another like I was thinking that too when you were talking about like your family like that is really it's hard when you're it's hard because you are so networked as a, as a parent like you have yeah. to interface with all these other people but like you do have your family which is such a, a such a blessing too that you have your parents and, and your family so I like that is you know that's when those dark times come that's something else to just you know count each one of those heads you know and those blessings yeah I agree I yeah I I wish that well I hope hope I hope that like on this journey that I can meet more people that are like like-minded because like you know it mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. a lonely place to be when like you can't even talk to people that you've known for like 20 years um Absolutely. without like I mean like what you can only talk about the most surface topic because <laughs> anything that's real gets you in trouble and like um you know like my and my friends have all become like I'm like were they always like this or like am I just becoming more aware like I had a friend come in from out of town that like I've known her for like 20 years and the first thing they wanted to do was like go to like a drag show after dinner. And I'm like, you have never gone to a drag show your whole life. And now you're just like wanting to be swept up into like, oh, what, what? please tell me what awfuls are into these days. Okay. Oh, drag shows. Okay. I'm into it. It's like, oh. drag. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand the drag shows. It's I, I understand drag. I understand a drag show. Like when they were existed in like kind of just places you went to to see a drag show, not like every aspect of public yeah. life. Like, every aspect of public life being drag just means that that's what uh, public life is now. Drag is like a costume, a parody. If everything is drag, you don't have you don't just a clown world. You just have a clown world. But I could scream about that because it's really insulting. Because it's like you probably I don't know you're a parent like it's in the schools like the kids are like learning this and like what does that do with anything about gay people like yeah nothing and and I think it's this it's I don't even think it's like it's not obviously I don't I don't think the drag performers themselves that are like pushing this I think that it's like straight people wanting to be like look look how cool and accepting we are like we love drag and like like because there was like you know like seven a 70 year old man legit like with money out like you know, giving it to like the drag performer doing her like Olivia New- or his Olivia Newton John song, and I was just like, dude, it's like it. It was just crazy, like, and I was just like, okay, um, yeah, with my and with my other friend whose um daughter now is a they them because it's cool now. And I, was I just like, worry. I like worry so. I worry so much for her, like the kids I don't think that this is it should not what is being done and generally the name of like civil rights it's it's indoctrination to a complete like 
religion of this world order of worldview it's completely uh it makes my skin crawl and that is why like we can't that's that's where it's also it's like oh i can't not say anything even like even if i do it anonymously but like more often i guess is what i'm doing now although i have that like letter drafted with like go up on facebook.com and be like boom like nail it <laughs> while like martin luther be like i am an anti-vaxxer like take that everybody um but haven't actually posted it just yet but like <laughs> i do so but the, which is a struggle you know but like i do feel like we have to just speak if you don't say things if you're not even talking about it at least anonymously online you're like part it isn't information worse we shouldn't discount i guess what we're doing in the space but like you know you you have to do something at least like even if it's posting it's like you have to post your way through it because otherwise you're just propping it up yeah, I agree. I agree. And and also like I, you know, I try to let my friends know in like subtle ways that like I'm not on board. Like I did tell them all that I never got vaccinated and they were, you know, they didn't refuse to see me or anything. But like one of my friends had called me. I was like, so when are you getting vaccinated? This was like right at the beginning. And I was like, I'm not. And she's like, why not? You know, and why is that, that was, it's such a weird thing to call? I know. It's like well, yeah is she being paid by Pfizer like what is going on you know it's just so weird oh my goodness um Spendy do you have any other questions for me since you did ask I we like resumed the pod which is like totally fine like we can talk about me I'm just kidding I mean, we'll go <laughs> like, no I would like to I, I should have asked like what's up <laughs> um, <laughs> I should have I should have prepared more because like yeah I well now that I know that like we have this like strange uh overlap in our lives then like yeah. I'm very, I will, we'll have to talk a little bit more offline. So we don't want to yeah. announce ourselves perhaps, but like the fact that we're both club say club fake disciples, this is like a cosmic coincidence. This is literally, like, I can't tell you, like this was the temple by which like, I mean, that place, I mean, all there's a lot of places, but the cat club in San Francisco, that was, that is still there. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, it is still there. It's crazy. I had my 23rd birthday there. Like 23. Oh, 23 Enigma. So many years ago. And yeah, I used to, I loved going there. It was so dirty and fun, and I loved it. Had the smell. It was like very, especially in the back room. There was just this smell. I could okay. I won't. We'll we'll do a we'll do a um, club fake memory night. That would be yeah, fun. Shout we'll out to DJ Omar story. and Jenny. DJ Omar and Jenny. Oh, love that. Oh my gosh. I will say, Jenny once introduced me and my associate Bella Black at the party. Maybe you were there, but she was like, "These are club fakes." best dancers yes because oh. like, we were the best dancers like wow. uh, with the people who like started the party because you know everyone's too like afraid to like kind of like kick things yeah. off we were the people who were just like we don't fucking care and we would go and it was like and then boom everybody would suddenly start dancing and that is what i'm talking about someone needs just to start dancing and then everybody's dancing and then now your mom has a podcast and your husband has a podcast and like <laughs> what have we done but that's how it goes sometimes like what we want we actually do want